So yeah. this is an empowerment moment. If there's ever been one in our lives, this is it. This is time to go. I get the keys of the car. I get to be driving. Not only do I get to be driving, but I also get to set the destination or at least set the journey. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Our next guest quotes Socrates, who says, the years wrinkle your skin, but lack of enthusiasm wrinkles your soul. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. You know what? I actually believe that too. Yes. I'm a hundred percent certain that it's the little things like finding your joy in life and moving your body every single day. Like these are the kinds of things that are going to keep us young, right? Yeah, Yeah. totally. And our guest today, Annie Goudreau, shares with us her expertise and some of her wisdom on how, how we can go about doing just that, ladies. Yeah, as a nutritionist and health coach, Annie founded Vive Health and Wellness to support the needs of smart, successful individuals just like us girls yes yes Yes. (laughs) giving them the confidence to do they want to do with the energy they need to do it annie's an endurance athlete with 12 marathons and three iron man triathlon should be fucking iron woman triathlons like why is it the damn i mean fuck annie let's let's shift it up annie you can do it yeah you you are stronger woman than i She's got three Iron Woman triathlons under her belt and practices what she preaches. And you know what? Before all of that, she was a nutritionist and a health coach. She has had this incredible 25 plus year career as a brand consultant working with executives of Fortune 500 companies. And this is what gave her her incredibly solid foundation and background to serve the wellness needs of those of us living busy, crazy, daisy lives. (laughs) And now she focuses on guiding women through menopause by creating a healthy lifestyle from a holistic standpoint. So, you know, just like us, Annie believes that midlife is a pivotal time for a woman to reinvent herself, overcome limiting beliefs, and finally finally ladies come into her own the rally cry right come into our own ladies you know i love that annie she supports her clients with strategies like setting a goal for something that they never have done before or a new hobby a 10k run something cool and then creating this to be list versus what y'all know i hate a to do (laughs) list right I can do a to-be list, but to hell with the to-do list in my book. She also challenges her clients to put them in uncomfortable yet achievable situations as a way to gain confidence step-by-step and grow some wings. I love that. Yeah, I love the to-be list too. I can tackle like ain't nobody's business a to-do list. So if I had a to-be list, like look out world. 
<laughs> Here we come. So, so speaking of gaining confidence, speaking of growing wings, baby girl, mm. now is your time. We are here. We are here. We are standing here strong with you to support you in this midlife journey. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your phone or go to your computer or go to your iPad or go to the things and visit our website. And I want you to gain access to our community. We have two on there for you. So if you look at our work with us page, you will see how you can get even more deeply engaged and involved with Shelby and I in our communities, the middle and midlife momentum. Here's where you're also going to get this instant group of girlfriends that are right here with you and with us doing this together. They are there to hear you, to see you and to support you. Yes, I can't stress enough the value you'll receive by joining our community Midlife Momentum. And today, we have the exciting opportunity to welcome our very first founding member, Rhonda Osborne. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining us in the middle. We know that you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, and we can't wait to take this journey with you. And for those of you who are also interested in joining the community and are interested in having a built-in tribe of women who are there to lift you up and support you through all of midlife's triumphs and tribulations, please go to our website, dearmidlife.com, and join Midlife Momentum. Just for the month of February, we'd like to offer a lifetime rate of $15 to all of our founding members. But this offer expires on January 29th, so go claim your spot in the Midlife Momentum community today. Find us on Facebook. You know we've been there. Y'all heard this little speech a hundred times. Get to our Instagram page. Visit our website at dearmidlife.com. And let's do life together. And now, let's go with Annie Goudreau. Annie, thank you so much for being here. Welcome, Thank Annie. you for having me. Yay, Thank we're you happy you're here. here. Yes, we are very excited because um, we have spent a lot of time over the past couple of years in our podcast really talking about healing the past and, and how do we get beyond our ne- own internal negative narratives. And now we really want to shift the focus to what's the next chapter. And that's really the space in which you live. And you use midlife as a pivotal time for women to reinvent themselves. And so I would love to know, how do you help women take this time and use it as an opportunity for growth and expansion? Well, you know, you if you think about midlife and it's often, you know, people come to see me because they're experiencing perimenopause mm. or are really going through full-on menopause. Yeah. And so there are at first mostly physical manifestations of this. So mm-hmm. starting to have some symptoms, right? I've got hot flashes, I'm not sleeping well, um, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I I always say to people, um, to my clients and women to to get the chance to speak with, is like, this is a really great opportunity to really 
look at every single aspect of your life because your body is changing. It's sending you signals, right? Every time we experience something, it's the body's, that's the body's language, right? It doesn't have words. It doesn't know French. It doesn't know German. (laughs) It it doesn't send us a memo or an email, but it sends us messages in the form of symptoms. Mm. So it's clearly telling us, uh uh-oh, change happening let's see what's happening right so it's an opportunity for us to a listen and acknowledge a lot of the conversation around menopause is like i've gone to 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 war and i am going to be battling this and it is not a disease right Right. midlife perimenopause menopause is not a disease it is as natural as becoming pregnant it is as natural as you know, we got our periods in our teens, right? Mm-hmm. It is yet another natural phenomenon that happens to women only. Mm-hmm. So I always say it's a beautiful time for welcoming a change. While we might not be crazy about the symptom, completely right. understand. Right. As completely we're sweating crazy, out. And- that is an understatement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're sweating it out in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it is an opportunity and it is a call to change. Mm. It is a call to change. And when we think about change, it's physical, mental, and emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first, I love that perspective and seeing it through that lens, because I think we've been taught to not see it through that lens. We've been taught to see it as this thing that's happening to us that is terrible, that is horrible. Mm, yeah. But obviously, there is a reason for it, right? Just like every other um, uncomfortable thing that's happened to our bodies as we've gotten older and matured. And so how, how do you help women to start to really settle into reframing and accepting menopause as, you know, this is this beautiful part of this age and stage. Let's welcome it. Let's dance with it versus resisting and pushing against it and pushing back against something that's going to happen? How do we wrap our arms around this so that we can begin to move into this stage with more understanding, more grace for ourselves, and begin to um, see this as a sign of healthy aging and not something that's a detriment? And an opportunity, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It really is an opportunity for first you know, if you are going through a, a lot of extreme s- symptoms, and I think that we should be clear that no woman has the same menopause experience. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it is a unique experience that goes from, for some, extremely benign f- and for some, extremely debilitating. So mm-hmm. we do have to meet people where they're at. Now, extremes occur, and there's a lot of us that are in the middle, right? In that average. So often, you know, women a, are really looking to be heard and to be seen. Most mm. women get ga- gaslit at their doctor's office when they talk about menopause symptoms. A lot yeah. of them, you know, get the response. And I li- I'm not making this up because somebody just shared with me in the last month that when she saw her doctor for perimenopause questions, inquiries and concerns, the answer was, you just hang in there. It's going to be a rock and roll 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a uh, completely ridiculous type of comment mm. and uh, absolutely not. So not science-based, 
Yeah. Right. As that is also far from the reality. Um, so women, first of all, need to, they so want to be heard and they want to be seen and they want to have facts. Tell mm-hmm. me what this is all about. So, you know, you were mentioning Trinity, how, you know, we, 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 have this perception in our society this is going to be horrible but remember that the the past is that there was great shame around the change yeah great shame it's like we had to talk about it like this and even then even then women did not know a lot because those who were brave enough to talk with other women because you certainly did not talk about this with your doctor Honestly, is there was a lot of like, well, this is what I have. Well, this is what you have, right? And as we know, mm-hmm. the, the menopause is, is very complex and does not affect us all the same way. So first of all, there's such a lack of education and proper tools. So women, once they are heard, once they are seen, and then hear actually that there is an opportunity for change that actually yields positive outcomes, they're like, wow, mind blown. I never thought that there could be anything positive about this shit. I just thought it was going to be this horrible, horrible, horrible thing, right? Poor me. Yeah. Well, and we've seen, we've seen the women, right? We've seen, we've seen that one woman who is like turn into just raging and, and angry all of the time. And we're like, I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to become that woman. And we've seen the other women that are going through actual changes in their body and they're sweating all of the time or, you know, they're putting on weight that they can't get off. Well, I don't want to be that woman. I think the reality is, it's like for me and I know for Shelby, we talk about this all the time. We don't feel old enough to be going through the change in terms of what the change signifies, right? We've always had this mentality that once you've gone through menopause, does that mean I'm old now? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but yes. wait a minute. Isn't 50 the new, I like to say 50 is the new 30, not just the new 40, right? I don't feel old enough to be labeled as one of those women. Well, you know, it's a big cultural um, uh, context that brings us to, to believe that menopause means old, mm-hmm. right? That Absolutely. it means it's it's that old chapter right mm-hmm. this has happened it very much is is a society belief system and this is actually something really important for women to understand is that our belief system will highly also influence how we are going to be experiencing perimenopause onward right mm-hmm. we even have science now that tells us how belief systems there's actually a, a, a fabulous um a woman by the name of Becca Levy, she does a lot of healthy aging science. She actually quantified that our belief systems towards aging, either positively or negatively, result in seven and a half years of life, either added or subtracted. Wow. Wow. She actually quantified it. Yes. It's called, um, it's it's on my shelves and I'm trying to see if I can just quickly grab it. Uh, oh, yes. Breaking the age code. Mm. Uh, so 
if you think about the constructive society, we have always looked at women in terms of the beauty standards, yeah. the are you fertile, the mm-hmm. the whole patriarchal view of mm-hmm. this is women's role, right? To seduce, to attract, and then to have children, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very old patriarchal view sure. of women. So when that role is officially finished, right? It's a bit like, what well, you're no good. What's you're your deemed use? old and useless, right? The old gray mayor, she ain't what she used to be. Exactly. <laughs> so these beliefs really go deep in our psyche. Yeah. Right? So if I look at myself, like I went through menopause. I'm two years on the other side now-ish. And, you know, it's easy to look at yourself in the mirror, yeah. And to notice the, oh, I have wrinkles now that mm-hmm. certainly were not there 10 years ago. The skin quality is a little mm-hmm. different. Oh, you know, there's a little bit of that that goes on. But our be- my belief is that, you know, the upgrade, because it truly is an upgrade, is that I have never felt stronger. Mm. I have never liked who I am more than now. I've never had more grace for myself than now. And I could not trade that for any, the amount of all the tea in China. Like Mm. it just, you can't buy this stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. And I love that you've been able to flip the narrative for yourself. And I would love to know how you help other women flip that narrative. To your point, you said there's a lot of miseducation or lack of education available to women out there, we go to the doctor, we get gaslit. We just told are told, Hey, this is just kind of life, but we know that that's not true. So how, what educational information can you share with our listener to help her see this time of life in a different light? What do we need to know about this process that will help us have a new mindset about it and really decide to embrace and and maybe take control of our own body's health in this transition in a way that produces positive results versus this negative result. Well, you just nailed it. That I, a big part of what uh, how I guide women is first of all I put them in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of how we have been educated has been like, oh, let's just be in the back of the car and right. I will see where this goes. Yeah, right? we'll let life happen to us instead of taking charge of our own. Exactly. So this is an empowerment moment. If there's ever been one in our lives, this is it. This is time to go. I get the keys of the car. I get to be driving. Not only do I get to be driving, but I also get to set the destination or at least set the journey. I I love road trips. And sometimes, you know, my husband and I will be like, okay, you know, let's go down to wine country, but we're going to take some roads we've never taken. And we're not clear exactly where we're going to end up, but it's going to be in that general, you know, Venice city. And that's what I want women to have as a Mm. mindset. First of all, right. We're putting you in a driver's car. You need to take responsibility for your body because you're the ones who are getting those messages. So we need to be, you need to be telling us what's happening. And so I, look at this as a total holistic phenomenon, right? This is not a, your sex hormones are dropping. Oh, well, you know, c'est la vie. Right. right. Moving on, yeah. right? Want to go see a movie? No, <laughs> it's like, 
there is so much more that happens than just drops of, you know, estrogen and testosterone and progesterone. It, it affects the entire body. So we look at, if we need to change a diet. It's really important. Mm. We need to start moving in a different way. I was like a aerobic slut. I just <laughs> loved <laughs> all the cardio. I love the rush. Um, you know, a bit of a adrenaline junkie. And um, and I was, you know, I am an endurance athlete, so there is a little bit of a love for pain in some kind of weird, mad way. Um, but I don't do that anymore because mm. my body was clear. This this is this is no longer working for us. So we need to change our approach to movement, but movement needs to be central as well because it's so important for both our mental health and our physical health. Mm. Right? We need to look at, and this is the bigger part, and this is what surprises women in the journey of the of, 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 that that brings this is. This is a really important time to look at who surrounds you. This is a reset in terms of my environment. Right? Yeah. Right. And this is, I like to use the analogy of it's time to prune the tree in order to make a tree stronger or a shrub, right? We cut branches. Yes. We cut the branches that are no longer serving or that are a little weaker so that the root system can grow deeper. Right. Yeah. So it's important to look at what's my environment, who surrounds me, because what you focus on right, is who you become. Sure. Right? And um, there's an expression of, you know, neurons that fire together, you know, become the same. Right. Mm. And so you want to be looking at if if I want my journey to be healthy, empowering, I want to get on the other side stronger, et cetera. I need to surround myself with the energy that I desire, right? Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. So environmental consideration is really important. And, you know, it can be a little tricky. Yeah. And uh, it, it sends some nervous tremors to some to think about, oh, I have maybe some circles that are maybe not as healthy as possible. I'm not sure I want to have those conversations totally understandable. Um, so this is obviously not so, all something that we do in the first 20 minutes of, right. <laughs> of a process, but it, it I'm is in menopause bitches. You're out. I'm cutting you, <laughs> you and you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But I hear it for some, so many people, and this is not to disparage people. It's not because we don't love them, but there is an important factor of, you know, what do you wish for yourself? And yeah. that accountability, being in the driver's seat also requires accountability. It requires what I call sometimes radical honesty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe radical change, right? So oh, yeah. what was the people that were serving us in the past and what was working for us in the past is no longer serving us at this age and space and time. You gave the example of exercise that you once used to, you know, fall into habits around is no longer serving you. So help us dig into that a little bit and help us to know what is the right answer now in a, this age and stage. So if we need to move differently, what does that look like? How do we do it? What you know, if, if cardio is not the right answer, what is the right answer in, in terms of our diet as well? Because you mentioned diet, that there could be other dietary 
decisions and choices that we make that help us to live in a better way going through this, this change. So when it comes to exercise, why cardio is no longer our best friend is the fact that with the drop of estrogen, we are much more likely to be susceptible to stress Mm -hmm. and our cortisol levels, you know, which, which is basically cortisol being the stress hormone are much more triggered Mm -hmm. and women that therefore, when you are active, by the way, your car, your cortisol levels are automatically triggered, right? And then when you stop your activity, normally in the past, it would take maybe, you know, 15, 30 minutes, the cortisol levels would level down. Now it no longer works this way. It starts to become triggered and it stays on for much longer. Really? Cortisol, and this is the one little tie back to the nutrition right now that I will do is cortisols are cortisol is the anti weight loss hormone, right? mm-hmm. because the body is basically feeling under duress, right? So it is there to protect you. Ultimately, everything that the body does is to keep you alive. Mm. So if it feels that you're under duress, it, the last thing that it will do is lose weight. So countless women in their 40s and 50s increase, increase, increase cardio. And then their level of frustration is real because they say the weight won't budge. What right. the hell is happening? So that's a little bit of the, you know, the correlation. We need a so t-shirt in- that says, I'm not chubby. I'm under duress. Exactly. <laughs> this is my right. new t-shirt. I think it would sell quite well. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to look at two things. Cardio is not horrible. But and it, and and our heart benefits from cardio, and our whole you know cardiovascular system benefits from it. Yeah. Um. But we need to keep it short, like thirty minutes of 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 cardio is good. Like I went for a run this morning. I was mentioning to you before we we started, and and it's a half an hour run. Mm. It's wonderful for my mental health. It helps me get centered, but I keep it to thirty minutes. 35, but that's it. That's about it. Where we benefit a little bit more is on two front doing strength training type exercise. So mm-hmm. really starting to embrace lifting weights or doing resistance type exercise. And that means, you know, a push up is a resistance, right? We use our own body mass as resistance to build muscle. Mm-hmm. We love to build muscle because of two things. One is that all humans start to decrease muscle mass. Like that starts in our 30s. Oh, wow. And muscle is truly the organ of longevity. Mm-hmm. So we can determine how somebody is going to live and their quality of life based on their muscle strength. So we like that for healthy, healthy living, right? Health span. The other part is that as you build more muscle, your metabolism goes up. There is actually more required to um, get this furnace to burn. Therefore, I'm using more resources. So that is good for women that are looking for that stubborn weight that just right. won't go away, right? Yeah. That menopause belly, the, the, the classic. That is really helped by lifting and lifting heavy. 
So we're not looking at those little five, five, five pounds things that are on Jane Fonda's old videos, (laughs) but we're looking at, you know, the 15 pounds and the 20 pounds, the things that we used to think, oh my God, I'm going to look like Arnold. I don't want to, you know, you would have to spend so much time in a gym to become bulky. Yeah. You know, I promise you, it's not going to happen. Right. And then the other part of it is when we are doing activity, to really shorten the amount of time and increase the intensity. And that is far more of a better return on your investment in terms of the calories that you will burn, in terms of the cortisol. So I could do, for example, um, stairs workout. So I could just, you know, maybe walk or run for 10 minutes, just getting warmed up, and then a set of stairs up and down, you know, maybe I'll do like eight repeats. I go up and then I come back down. I have a chance to breathe again, catch my breath. And then I go right back up and I run those stairs. That's a much more rewarding workout for the body when, when we are at midlife. Mm. The other thing that I like to talk about is just, you know, some nice relaxing movements as well. Gentle yoga, I am the antithesis of a pretzel girl, but um, (laughs) it is really good for the body. It's very good for managing those stress levels. This is a key thing at this time of life is to really manage, better manage the stress response. And I'm, you know, while I struggle with yoga uh, because I'm so not flexible, the outcome of it is extremely beneficial. So that's the other part of the movement. So those are the the key things and midlife to consider. Yeah. And just keep moving, right? It's so easy for us to just get sucked up on the couch. You look up, your day is gone. And, you know, especially if you don't have as many folks around you that you have to take care of and nurture anymore. It's just, it's really easy to get sucked mm-hmm. into that. So just keep moving and and finding a way to do that. And I think some of these tips are so important. I did yesterday, I went with a girlfriend and we did Pilates. And it was the first time I've done Pilates using a machine. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, like my legs were shaking so bad, I could (laughs) not stop it. I was like, this, this is not even okay. And today I am so sore in my chest and in my inner thighs, like places where <laughs> I'm rarely ever sore when I work out. I never get my inner thighs, thighs sore without having a lot of fun doing it. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so right now I'm like, wow, it is it is a serious thing. So finding new new exercises, I think this is a great time to explore some of those things that you've never done before. And, you know, hey. Honestly, when I started working out again a little over a year ago, I don't know why I said again, when I started working out a little over a year ago, um, I did start with the five pound weights because that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And um, and so being okay with that and work your way up to those 15 pound weights, those 20 pound weights, and you'll just be so shocked and amazed at what you're able to do when you step in, step into the ring, girl and start making those, those changes. You know, you also mentioned, Annie, that there are different things that we should be thinking about in terms of nutrition and how we are eating now 
Do you have any examples or, or tips? Like, what does that look like? What are some things that we really should be thinking about when we are fueling our bodies at this stage? Yeah, I don't think there's, there is a more confusing subject than yeah. how women should eat, right? Like between celebrities, TikTok, and it's a mad, mad world. That's Can it just be cheese and wine? Cheese and wine. That's what I want the menopause <laughs> diet to be, please. And I think a few people follow that diet. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> one of them. I love my wine. I'm French. Right. Yes. But what, you know, a lot, a lot of the recommendations as we are at this stage is really to, you know, I'm not a fan of eliminating anything. Mm. However, I talk about two things. One is we need to redistribute a little bit of how we eat in terms of the macronutrients, right? Our protein, our carbs, and our fats. And then also to give ourselves grace and that it is an 80-20 thing. 80% mm. of the time trying to stay on track, 20% of the time life happens. We're just about to celebrate Christmas as we're recording this, right? There are many joyous, wonderful occasions and women feel guilty for yeah. enjoying those times. And I say- yeah. Life is too short to feel guilty. This, these are special, precious moments, right? But 80% of the time, it is important to relook at how we are nourishing ourselves. I, as yeah. I said, the body is sending signals. We are changing. So we need to pay attention to the different needs that are happening. One, it's crucial to up our protein content. It's really, really important. We're really looking at, you know, 60, 70 grams of protein per day. I apologize. I know these these things in metric, I realize, and I don't <laughs> know them in the imperial system. Shame on me. Um, and um, so, and to make sure that this is present at each of our meals. Yeah. So what we see a lot in, you know, in our society is that we, we go very carb heavy in the morning and then slowly, but surely we add protein as the day goes on. Mm -hmm. And I like to look at the, to do the opposite. So start with, you know, a good 25, maybe even 30 grams of protein in the morning. And then, you know, 20 grams, 20 grams, um, more vegetables in general, more whole grains, because what we're aiming to do again here is to have more fiber. Mm -hmm. Why do we want more fiber because there is something called your gut health and your mm. gut health is really key to your mental health. Believe it or not, a lot of your hormones are produced in your gut. Mm. So a, and these are the hormones that are associated with good mental health, serotonin, dopamine, uh, you know, a lot of these have been heard. They're in common, um, you know, conversations, uh, but also GABA with, which is a, really nice calming hormones. If these hormones don't have the right environment, i.e. there's not good gut health, they're compromised in their production. Mm -hmm. right? So we want to nourish the gut and what the gut loves is fiber. Mm. It loves whole grains. It loves legumes, right? Such as, you know, chickpeas and lentils and black beans, those things. Um, that's what it really thrives on. And then the bonus with fiber, I like to say, it's like fiber is like the Swiffer of the body. 
it just goes through and just like cleans things up. Right. And it's important because as we release hormones, we want actually the byproduct of this process to be eliminated. And fiber does that. It literally sweeps it. So it is a very positive thing for women. It's also the things that help keep our blood sugar levels even. And this is a big thing that we see at menopause. Women develop much more insulin resistance, right? So not balancing blood sugar levels properly, not, you know, we see increased cholesterol having the same diet. So fiber really helps with that significantly. And then the last thing in terms of the big categories are the fats. So mm -hmm. Remember, there was a time every product you could buy had to be fat-free. Yes. And we're still feeling the effects of that in some categories, which makes me crazy. Mm. Um, I'm the I'm totally the crazy woman in the grocery store because <laughs> when I see pick up people pick up things, I'm like, no, please don't, don't, no, that's <laughs> not good for you. And they think they're doing such a good thing for themselves. So yeah. fats are really, really important for us. And there's some types of fats, such as omega-3 fats. Um, that are particularly important for women because they protect your brain. Mm. A lot of women experience brain fog. A lot of women experience depression at mm -hmm. midlife. Omega-3s do support, they don't cure, but they support good mental health. So we want to put all the chips on our side, right? Like, so yes. uh, having a diet richer in omega-3s, which means cold water fish, it means extra virgin olive oil, it means walnuts, it means ground flax and chia seeds, those types of those types of foods are really great for uh, omega-3 fats. Mm. Now, yeah. if you want to have a bit of wine, if you want a bit of cheese, right? Cheese is high in, uh, in protein. There we uh, go. So, and there are even cheeses that are high in probiotics. Oh. Like Buddha in Swiss. Yes, they have live bacteria. So there you oh, go. I'm so had, happy to hear about Gouda. That's what I, I just got some truffle Gouda from, from Whole Foods. So we're going to, um, go. we're sure. doing that today for lunch. <laughs> That's awesome. So also you had mentioned um, in some of your literature, Annie, that there are six pillars of healthy aging, and maybe we've touched on a couple of them thus far, but I would love to know what are the other pillars of healthy aging? Because it's not just about being healthy. It's really, in my opinion, it's about aging well and the quality of life that we are capable of living to Trinity's earlier point, man, we're 50, 52, 50 is the new 30. In my opinion, we still feel young. How can we continue this path forward so that we continue to feel young? We're continuously able to do those things that we love and enjoy well into our later years in life. And I know that laying that foundation starts now, if not sooner. So how do we do that? And what are those pillars that we need to focus on? Yes, that's indeed the biggest opportunity. Like after menopause, on average, women have 33 years, natural menopause, that is, 33 years to live. So this is a significant part of our adult life, right? So yeah. it's a massive opportunity to realize the things that we want to do, those dreams that we have, this, this vision for ourselves, <clears throat> right? Uh, regardless of, of what it is that we want to accomplish in this world. So... Uh, obviously, nutrition and movement are key, but I will tell you that movement 
is even more important than good Mm. nutrition. Mm. That's not a license to eat McDonald's every day, but it shows you how um, now it's, you know, with data and, um, and science that we know the incredible power that movement has on the human body, both from a prevention of cognitive um, abilities and also all of the other, um, you know, physical that we want to protect. So movement, nutrition, supplementation is also really important. And again, once it, uh, health is not one size fits all. So it's not going to be, we should all be on, you know, that supplement or X supplement. People have to explore what they need. And then beyond that, we get into the softer, uh, softer areas of that aging thing. So one of them is rest and rejuvenation, the ability to manage stress. The And rejuvenation is really to bring, you know, a renew energy. I look at it at things like, what hobbies do you have in your life? Yes. What are the things that bring you pleasure that you can lose yourself in, right? Whether it's, um, you know, I'm a writer. I love to uh, create things with my community or my church. Uh, It could be cooking, it, yeah. it could be a creative endeavor. Some some things that 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 replenish your soul tank, as a friend of mine always says. This yeah. fills my soul tank, Annie. So that becomes very important. It becomes important because it helps with stress. It brings joy. There was actually a beautiful quote, and I pulled it up before we came on. And this this doctor that I love, and she said, "Age wrinkles your skin." but loss of enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. Mm-hmm. So, so we want to keep that enthusiasm, right? And hobbies and these types of activities are, are wonderful. The fifth element of this healthy aging approach goes back to pruning the tree. It's emotional and environmental health. Who and what surrounds us, ensuring that they really match our vision of today and moving forward, right? Is my environment physically um, corresponding to how I want to feel? Or yeah. when I get into my house, is it always such a friggin' crazy place that it stresses me out the moment that I step in there, right? Yeah. Oversimplifying right now, but both place and people are an important part of this. And then the last one is purpose. Hmm. And I will tell you, this is the one that scares most of my clients because we all think purpose with the capital P like Mother Teresa, right? And and then, of course, you cannot outdo Mother Teresa. Right. So it's intimidating. And I often like to look back at purpose with this small P purpose. What, what, What fulfills my heart? What's something that every time, you know, I think about this, I get a little bit of, right? Or I get choked up and I think there's got to be a better way, right? Purpose could be, I'm j- I just want to make my world where I'm in my community uh, a better place, right? So I'm going to be involved in my church or my community group to do a clean, we do a big cleanup here in the spring because mm-hmm. it's a- I live in an urban area and, you know, we meet in the spring and we all clean up. 
right? Um, together, it's it's it's, uh, it's not very pretty to look at, but once we're done, it looks great. But you know, purpose doesn't have to be we are rescuing the whole world. It could be a local mission, mm -hmm. right? But it's about having a deep sense of what your values are. And I think that midlife is a beautiful time to ask yourself, are these my values or is this the stuff that, you know, I grew up with and I was always told, yeah. or this is the culture and therefore I've been molded by that, but I've never felt like this was really sticking with me, but I've, mm -hmm. I've tried so hard to be like that. Right? So it's a beautiful time for recentering and then feeling great. And I see it every week, how um, incredible power, incredibly powerful that is uh, for people to feel great and age with all that vitality. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, one of the other things that you said, and thank you so much for going through those, one of the things that's really sparking uh, my my memory of some of the literature that you sent us when you talk about purpose is this idea that you like to suggest to your clients creating a to-be list versus a to-do list. Tell mm. us about that exercise and and what the outcome of that is. Yes, as you know, uh, you know, in North America, we're very work oriented, right? Yes. And we're in the, you know, the, the whip cracking. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we pride ourselves in our busyness, right? So, um, so it's ingrained in all of us. And I fight this every day. <laughs> I fight mm -hmm. this every day. Uh, what have you accomplished today, Annie? But, um, and there's nothing wrong with accomplishment, of course. What gets forgotten, and this is why a lot of people have these, you know, midlife crisis or addiction, or they're so dis they're so dissociated. It's because we haven't realized or haven't been really in touch with who do I want to be as a human being? Mm. Right? How do I want to be in this world? And when you do this exercise. And it, it freaks people out at first, but we facilitate it in a way that is, um, you know, that is really approachable and, and non-judgmental, which is yeah. you've know, got to park judgment, you know, not at the door. You've got to park it a state over, right? Like exactly. It's, like, it's got to be far away. Um, so when you think about who you want to be, that's the ultimate clarity that will guide your decisions and your actions, so, for example, if I say one of my values is to be a healthy person, mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. right? and and then I look at my actions and my goals, is there a discrepancy? Am I mm -hmm. actually doing activities? Am I doing goals that are helping me be this healthy person? It's such a great place for it's so foundational but it gives you an incredible foundation and yeah. really grounds you thinking about my little tree analogy really grounds you so that you are very clear about how you want to live it it will make easy very easy decision making mhm mm cuz once you're very clear about who you want to be the to-do list either matches or it doesn't and sometimes we have to put priorities, of course, right? I can do yeah. this in this time frame, but I cannot undertake these three other things. Fine, we'll park them. But it just makes, it brings so much clarity. 
And I think that when you've had busy 20s, 30s, you've raised kids, you've had a busy career, you were involved in 32 charities and committees and so on and so forth, it's easy to forget what our values are and to be clear about who we want to be. So it's a wonderful time to get reacquainted with ourselves. Hmm. I love that. And, you know, in that process, sometimes I think it puts us into a headspace where we're uncomfortable when we're exploring maybe new things. Maybe we're exploring things that we once loved, but maybe we're looking for new things and trying new things at the same time. And I know that you're an endurance athlete. You mentioned it earlier, and I'm sure you're accustomed to pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and enduring that place and space of that being in a place of discomfort. How do you help your clients tolerate or endure discomfort for their own sake of personal growth? How can you help others be comfortable with being uncomfortable in that, you know, growth is at the end of the game? Yeah, I I think it's it's a great question. You don't become an endurance athlete um, overnight, right? You you build the muscle and that's uh, that is how i work with clients it's it's every day we flex and build the muscle that then becomes eventually stronger and stronger and stronger so it's it's a we you know we we start by creating little habits that will you know at at times look uncomfortable and then you know, a month later, it's suddenly like, well, it's not that difficult anymore, right? I'm, I'm used to this and then we can add on to it. So it's a really nice, slow progression that allows us to build, you know, the muscle. And once the muscle is strong, it's incredible because you can apply it through everything. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Well, Annie, it's been lovely having you on our show today. If our listener wanted to find more about what you have to offer, where can she find you? Yes. So, and 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 I I t- would love to give everybody that is interested um, that comes and listen to your show, which they should, um, yes. <clears throat> a complimentary session where I can really help them just figure out, you know, maybe some priorities where they can where they could be focusing for their health and on you know on their on their journey um very easy just come to v.ca and that's v double e v.ca okay okay perfect thank you so much yeah thank you so much we appreciate your time and energy and passion around this topic i love the fact that you're embracing this conversation this is what women need so thank you thank you annie Oh my gosh, Trinity, that conversation with Annie was so needed for me. It was so full of such great tips. It was amazing. I love this. I've got some work to do, but I'm feeling like I can do it. I'm feeling like we all have work. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, I mean, it was awesome that as we were just starting to record this, that you were signing up for a hot works class. I just think it's so great, you know, and I think that it's, it's, guests like Annie who've inspired me as well to move my body every single day because you know here we are we're in midlife and the symptoms of menopause is your body's way of providing you data and information that something is wrong something is out of balance girls let me just say this out loud again like all the shit that you're feeling the hot flashes 
these things in midlife, they are not normal. Mm. They're like your body being like, hello, I need <laughs> something different yeah. from you. Yeah. My hormones are out of balance. And so these signals are just a call to change um, and an opportunity for you to listen, acknowledge what your body is trying to tell you and take action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, here's the thing that stuck with me is that menopause is it's a natural, but it's also a unique experience Yeah, for each of us. We're not all going through the same thing. It doesn't look the same from woman to woman. And many doctors, they're going to gaslight the shit out of us into believing mm -hmm. that there's li literally nothing that we can do about their symptoms or about our symptoms. But yeah. they're wrong. They're wrong. Exactly. Three, I found this statistic super intriguing that either your positive or negative beliefs that you carry with you around aging can either add or subtract seven years to your life. So if you have a positive mindset about aging, you will add seven years to your life. But if you have a negative image or thought about aging, mm -hmm. it's going to take seven years off your life, ladies. So let's shift our mindset and start leaning into these menopausal years as a way to recreate our lives that we, mm. the life we want. Yeah. And fourth, as we age, our estrogen drops. Yeah. So what does this mean? It means we are so much more susceptible to stressing out. And then when we stress out what happens to our cortisol levels, they are triggered and go bananas. And so we think, oh, well, I just, I need to get out there and I need to do cardio and work out and then my cortisol and I'll feel good. But it's different in midlife. Our bodies are different. So when we go out and we pound the pavement, we do all of this hardcore, hard hitting cardio, what happens? You're putting even more stress on your body. And then your body's natural reaction is like, oh shit, like the zombie apocalypse is here. And <laughs> so I need to hold on to all this weight because they're gonna try to eat me and I need to be able to run and outrun the zombies. So you're not gonna <laughs> lose weight. You're literally put doing, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're working backwards. Yeah. So don't overdo the cardio. That's what my bad analogy there was all about. <laughs> Instead, if you've heard us say this, in many different podcasts we're repeating it here do strength and resistance exercises lift heavy shit practice lift heavy shit practice the yeah. stuff that is going to help you continue to keep your mobility and your strength up to do the things that you want to do in life and live the life that you want to live and still fight off the zombies and still end. fight the motherfucking <laughs> zombies match <laughs> and finally five in midlife we need to increase our intake of protein i've actually been really trying to practice this so i have a little app and i've been really monitoring and tracking my mm. protein i had 111 grams yesterday you are amazing myself. i know well it's i've about literally eaten powder. one bowl of chili every day for the last five days so and that's all i've eaten <laughs> so i need prayer supplication meditation all things a little healing cast a demon out because I cannot seem to force myself to do this. So you're going to have to help. Michelle. It's so hard. It's so hard. And it took me, honestly, tracking it in the app 
to visibly see because if you're mm. just eating like a normal person, you might think that you're getting enough protein in a day. And Annie suggests that we need 70 to 80 grams of protein or more daily. And I've heard as much as one gram of protein per pound of body weight that you carry. So somewhere in between 70 and whatever your weight is, you need to get that protein in, ladies. So she Mm. suggests if you start your day with a protein-rich breakfast, then you won't find yourself at a deficit at the end of the day. So girls, life is simply too short to feel guilty. She says eat healthy 80% of the time, Give yourself some grace to enjoy the life the rest of the time, but get in that protein because your body will be happy that you did. You know what we need to do, Chuck? What? We challenge. Need to, protein we need challenge. to invent. No, I've got it. I actually just now came up with a solution. We need to invent protein wine. <laughs> protein wine would fix this. Dead it would ass. totally fix this problem. 26 grams of protein per glass of wine. <laughs> I love it. Let's yeah. get right on Let's that. And you know what, girls? I love the idea that Trinity is dreaming <laughs> because that's what fucking midlife is all about. It's yes. about having a vision for the future and setting those visions and those dreams in motion. And we're here to support you and help you in that process. So we have set up a community on our website, dearmidlife.com. And we've got two options for you. We've got the middle where you can join to get access not only to this podcast, which is an outstanding resource for all things midlife, but we have additional resources. We have communities on there where you can chat and connect and make new friends that can provide you the support and and, and to build a tribe of like-minded women that are going to be there for you and all of your ups and downs. It's amazing how you can connect through that website and through that portal. And we have an app that you can get on your phone so you can stay connected to those communities wherever you are. We also have Midlife Momentum and Midlife Momentum is going to help you with additional resources, which include monthly webinars with Trinity and myself. And it's also going to include additional learning. Like learning. Where they can, hey, we can all stop living small and start living giant in midlife. Hell and yes. There are some self-paced learning resources that are going to help you know yourself and be great and figure out who you are, who the hell you want to be and do the things. It's time to do the things, girls. Girls, no more, no more excuses because now we are giving you literally every single thing that you need to be successful from the, the tools and resources themselves to the community of support. So go to our our website at dearmidlife.com and get started today because we are going to be there with you on this journey every step of the way. And we continue to support you week over week when we bring this podcast and all of its beautiful guests, tips, and tools to you every Monday where we meet right here in the middle.